Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 2. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars and its newly released sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Volume 2, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, Community Director for the online review site, Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So don't worry about tomorrow, take it for today, forget about the chat, we'll get hell to pay, have a drink on me. So welcome to the Barfly Podcast. We're here with Diane Mina, of course, the partner of celebrity chef Michael Mina in their Mina restaurant group. She's also the founder of Diane's Bloody Mary Mix which is an outstanding new product. I thought today we might want to talk a little bit about the restaurant business in general and how this COVID thing has affected things, where we're going to go in the future, how things are just going right now. So welcome to the show, Diane. Thank you so much. Hello. Happy Friday, <laughs> gentlemen. COVID must have come out of the blue. And uh, I mean, your, your Bloody Mary mix is, uh, is flying off the shelves. And, and the next thing you know, this hits. So what was the first thing that went through your mind? Well, I think because where I'm also involved in our, my husband's company and, you know, we both have two companies, right? There's the Mina group that runs the restaurants and then there's this, my company. And when this, when the world changed on a dime, we didn't think about ourselves. We went straight to what are we going to do about the people that have made us who we are today? So we immediately went into a different mode. We were like, oh, whoa, what, what are we going to do for our staff? What are we going to do for our family? What are we going to do for the people that come into these doors every day? So we immediately shifted gears. We didn't pay too much attention to what was, that, what was going to happen to our companies <laughs> right away because we went into care mode of our and compassion for our family staff who was basically relying on not only financial dollars, but food, right? They would come in and they'd work there all day long. And if you guys are in the business, you know, some of them work two or three double shifts and they have two or three meals there. Right away, we went into um, how do we do this? What are we going to come up with? So we, you know, my husband created this Mina Family Kitchen and we started right away calling in all the chefs and creating and reaching out to the people that came into our restaurants and that's, that support Diane's Buddy Mary. And we said, hey, we're in a situation where we need your help. We need to feed our family staff. We fed you for, you know, 25 years. Would you help us? So we started this GoFundMe. So it was pretty cool. So we did that in March 16th, like 17th, 18th, I think the 21st right away. And then it's four days, my husband's entire crew, all of his executives at the top tier were just, we were making everybody kind of nuts, but we knew we had to go into recovery. Like, what are we going to do for them? Because they were looking to us. If we're the leaders, that's what we had to do. That's our job. Well, your nickname is, what do they call you at the restaurant? Oh, they call Mama, me Mama. Mama, me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, call me mama. mama and Papa, which, you know, we're still in our 50s. I don't know, but I, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a, it's a true honor. Are you kidding when they call me Mama? I mean, they'll tell me from their, you know, we, we know their families, their, their children that from birth to going into college. I mean, we are Mama and Papa Mina. And there's thousands of people that work in our company through various locations that we have them from hotels. But being in San Francisco, that's our my husband's namesake rest, restaurant. That's where I met my husband. Those relationships they are family there is no divide when you do this business because you do it for serving others and making people feel good and you're around a round table of people and and that's what that's what our job is we weren't worried about us we weren't worried about money we were worried about how do we take care of our family staff and then it wasn't until probably till simultaneously we had known back in probably february that we wanted to make the move to las vegas for various other reasons and then when this happened it kind of i took over with where are we going to move to? And Michael and his team was with the Mina Family Kitchen. So we were running. So again, you know, it wasn't about our businesses. We couldn't really focus on them until we got here in May. And then I was like, 
uh oh, we don't have any sales. Like, what's happening? <laughs> so that's kind of, you know, it took us a while to get the aha moment. <laughs> but, you know, listen, money comes and goes, you know, and it's one of those things that stresses people out and it always will. It's not something, but we've been very fortunate. We have resources, we have people, we have a lot of great partners uh, within our hotels and individual restaurants and just the people that work for us that have been with us for 8, 10, 15, 20 years. And they, it's just one big family. It really is. One of your partners, of course, is Andre Agassi. And, and uh, I mean, I'm always curious, how did, how did that come about that a tennis star gets involved in, in a restaurant? That just, uh, I mean, I've met Andre before. He used to come into the La Creek Inn back when I worked there years oh. and years back. And, you know, very nice guy. And, and I actually, uh, uh, I made him a virgin bloody Mary he once. did. Which I don't think he liked. <laughs> Well, but uh, but anyhow, so how 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 did that how did well, that come about? You know, the story goes. He came in many 1999. I think it was right before 2000. I think it was. I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was 1999 that he came in on a New Year's Eve, and they just he loved coming into Aqua. And they just became friends. You know, he was a VIP. He came in and Andre is a chef. He loves cooking for his family. I didn't know any of this. So they shared recipes and he's always wanted to have his own restaurant, but he didn't know how to do it. And so a conversation started just really early on, you know, when we actually made the shift in 2002, uh, my husband won Best Chef of California. And at that time, we were kind of in negotiations to grow our, you know, the Aqua rollout chain and our partner and that didn't come to fruition. So we had to make a decision whether we were going to kind of go in our own direction or stay where we were with really limited growth to that partnership. So <laughs> I'll never forget this. this was, <laughs> we were sitting in the um, the middle of uh, not Times Square, Union Square. See, my New York comes out. We were in um, Union Square. He said, listen, I, I think we need to do this. I said, well, I'm, I'm all in. You know, we had a house and two kids and nervous and we were young and I was like, I, what are we going to do? He goes, well, I think I should, you know, I think, I think we need to start our own restaurant. And it, at that point, it was just going to be one restaurant. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds super cool. I'm like, well, how are we going to do that? <laughs> like, well, how's that going to happen? If we, if we walk away from this partnership, stands to reason we're probably not going to get anything out of it because it was a love-hate situation, right? So it was one of those things where I said, well, Michael, I think that we, there's everything that we have. We could let's just, you know, we can mortgage anything that we, you know, we were just coming up with multitude of ideas of what we could do if we made this big decision. Cause it wasn't something that you could drag on. We knew we had to make that change. It wasn't like, Oh, we're going to give two months notice. It, it could not have, have happened that way. So the blessing of meeting Andre and then, you know, years before, and then we, Michael wins in 2002 within months of that win, of that incredible, you know, James Beard nomination, recognition, excuse me. I said, you're at the highest that you can be right now. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it now. So he called Andre and he's like, I've been waiting for this call. <laughs> so, uh, the rest is history. And it was in 2004 and he's an amazing human being. And we were scared out of our mind. And he told us to not be scared. He told us his story because, you know, he's had his ups and downs in his career. And he and Michael share, have a very kindred spirit and love of cooking, the love of having such so much pressure and so many, so many people relying on them at such a young age. It was, I think, one of the beautiful, for me, really beautiful to watch that relationship grow. And he's family, period. And you guys now have, what, 30... 
plus restaurants? Yes, it's, well, I think it's about a little bit over 40 restaurants. I think it's 40, yeah, a little bit over 40. Um, most of them, you know, majority of them are management contracts within our hotel partnerships and then some freestandings that we have about 12 or 13 of those. It's, I don't want it to sound weird or obnoxious by saying it's hard to keep track because that sounds kind of too much. I was a little braggadocious, but I don't mean it like that. I just, we've been blessed to have incredible partnerships. So when we you know, worked with the Four Seasons or the St. Regis or Marriott, you know, they open up great hotels, then they invite us in to to do a restaurant for them. So, you know, we have one in Dubai um, as well and in, in Hawaii. So it's been a really incredible journey. So the standalones are Michael Mina in, in the city is your is one of the standalones, I would imagine. Michael Mina and then um, Pabu Restaurant in San Francisco. And, um, okay. You know, then various places in Florida and Wyoming, but yeah, majority of them are within either a hotel group or going into the, the malls. You know, a lot of some of our restaurants are in like Aventura Mall. So we're with Jackie right. Sofer, partnership with her out there, uh, Turnberry, Florida with the bourbon steak. So it's incredible. We never thought it was going to get to this level. We, I definitely, when I was just dating Michael before we had kids, I was like, wow, one, eight restaurants, kind of a lot. And I wasn't sure what our life was going to look like. <laughs> it's definitely grown and it's a blessing but uh you know I had to get involved I I knew I, I had to make for myself those choices that I also have restaurant and hotel background prior to meeting my husband I knew that if I didn't get on the train of what he was doing and his passion what he was born to do that it would have been a little bit more challenging in our relationship and thankfully I love what we I love what we do like I think we were brought together because we both enjoy this industry. Well, relationships are not necessarily, you know, it's a, a sharing a, a passion, whatever that passion is, somehow that's got to be in there. If it isn't, then yeah, you know, things can become strained for various yeah. reasons. But, but it sounds like, a, like you like where you're we at. Do, we do. And I, that was one of the, the, the reasons why we actually did move to Vegas. We were, you know, we came out here when we had our partnership with, uh, when we were with Aqua. So Aqua was the first restaurant that my husband opened up with George Marone and Charles Condi. Charles Condi is, is no longer with us, but George Marone is my, my husband's mentor. I mean, they worked together at the Bel Air in L.A. And, you know, George took a chance on Michael as a pastry chef and brought him into Aqua to this incredible, you know, fish restaurant, all fish restaurant right next to a classic Tadish Grill. So that was that was a big deal back then and then just flourished under his wing and, and just kept going. So, you know, it's been, you know, when we were introduced to Nevada, Las Vegas, I only heard about it. And then in 1998, when we came out here, I was like, what is this place? And um, yeah. Steve Wynn, when he opened up Bellagio, it was no one had done it. And he was the only one bringing in those chefs and at high tickets and, you know, Julian Serrano and Hubert Keller and, you know, you name it, everybody was coming out here. It was a, it was an unbelievable experience. I'll never forget when Bellagio opened and it was magical. And just the people, the, the residents of Nevada, very cool people, lovely, warm people. Well, your partner's there, right? Is yeah, it actually, he, he lives there now. He does. I think he was actually, was he, maybe I'm, I might be getting the timing wrong, but he did have a place in in Tiburon area. And then he also had one in Vegas, oh, yeah. but I never looked at Vegas as a home. I it was only, it was always like a, a way to escape and have incredible food and incredible shows. Uh, I never left the strip. 
or the hotel. So it's not foreign for us to be here because we've had businesses here since 1998. Now that we actually live here, we're in the southern side of Nevada here. It's really nice. <laughs> it's definitely different. It's different. <laughs> the heat's a little different. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> but uh, it's beautiful. What would you say are the biggest uh, differences between the Vegas dining scene and the Bay Area dining scene? You know, we're really blessed in California to have, it's really, again, going back to the product, the farmers, you know, we're really, we are very lucky in California to have the kind of suppliers that we do for our restaurants and the farmers markets. And I believe that Vegas is getting there. They've, we've had some great opportunities and they've had their markets, but we're truly trying to, I think, agriculturally trying to get that up and going if we can work with some people here and try to get more local ingredients you know but it's it's a hard the climate is everything so that's why you know california has has a lot of people can say what they want to about what they want to but as far as (laughs) but the product driven from california you just have so much between the stone fruits and the herbs and just product driven right and then you know you definitely just the wine aspect of uh, people who are wine enthusiasts and whatnot, but I mean Vegas is up and coming. They've got a, they've got some really great restaurants out here that are in strip malls that you would never expect. And I, for me, I didn't expect it because I thought it was all coming into the hotels. But you know, not everybody wants to go into a hotel. So now we're finding out on the outskirts of things, people are really have these great little hidden gems. And again, they are getting great product in. You know, we're kind of toe tapping into that space. But I think. The combination of what you get here is this entertainment, food, dining. You, you don't miss a lot when you come here as far as, you know, if you go to California for food and you come here for food, you're going to get a great meal both places. But as far as the advantages, California has so much more in the amount of product that you can get. Right. I think the infrastructure in California is a little little better built for that. I think it's it's just starting in, in, in places, in, well, Vegas being one of them, but anywhere else where people are becoming aware of, for instance, heirloom tomatoes. In some parts of the country, they wouldn't even know what you're talking about. But I think a a lot more of the country now knows what they are, but are now trying to seek them out. And it takes the the growers to eventually produce that and distribute that. And that's different. Yeah. And I think what also is coming, I don't know too much about it yet. The science behind it, I think, is brilliant is the the bio growing, right? Like we know that the micros, microgreens and all of that is, we haven't even touched the surface, scraped the surface on that type of growing, right? Because it's very, very, very expensive to put up a structure <laughs> that's all, you know, incubated growing and, and, and whatnot. But again, I, I feel very blessed to be here. I think that Vegas offers such an incredible plethora of, of food and entertainment and shows. And just, I'm, I'm hoping that for Vegas's sake, that after this COVID is lifted, that they'll be able to get some of that magic back. And I, I, I really don't think it's going to be about what state, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I think that's going to sh- shift to like, we are Vegas strong again, because at the end of the day, listen, we could all get kind of goofy and twisted and do our thing, but there's more to Vegas than that. And I think that's going to be the change. I think that everybody through this COVID, I don't think this happened. This is the reason why this has happened for people is self-awareness for all and humanity and to say, okay, we need to look at what we're doing on all levels through kindness to human beings, to, to how, we're, how we're being sustainable with products and packaging and all that, all that that goes on. But Well, again, it's all about, you know, putting the whole package together. It's much like a, a, a recipe, you know, and, and then that's a metaphor for life too, is if it's out of balance, it's out of balance and it won't work. It might work for a little bit, but it won't work in the long run. And like you said, maybe COVID is the great equalizer in that mm-hmm. department. Exactly. Right. Now, uh, one thing I, I, I noticed is uh, you had a you were going to open a new restaurant in Tiburon. 
Oh so yes. I'm not. I'm not sure where that. What, what's going on? I don't with know that. how much I'm allowed to say, <laughs> but I know, <laughs> I know that it is. Um, we're actually, you know, with a partner there. I think I'm. I'm. I'm not actually allowed to say too much about it, but it is where the old Sams. Uh, I mean, by the, the old Guaymas location. And I think they started breaking ground. I can't say the name of it or anything like that, but we're really excited about that. That's been in the works for a couple of years. And it's so funny that you mentioned that, Jeff, because I've been wanting... <laughs> so I, I was going to Sam's forever, right? Who hasn't gone to Sam's? Right. And Guaymas location, I have been looking at since I was probably 30. And I'm 53. So you figure that out, right? I was like, man, if I could only have Diane's a bar just like right here. And then here we are all these years later, and it's happening. So, you know, listen, I think DBM will be part of it up there. We'll probably hopefully have something really cool, Buddy Murray Bar up there. But uh, we're, you know, that's with Brent Bolthouse and my husband and uh, Patrick Yumel, the president of the company, and, and it's going to be a great place. It'll be really fun. I think it's, it's needed there, right? Tiburon needs another new face. It needs a, it needs a little lively place. <laughs> And you can't beat the view for for sure. I'm Bay Views. Can you speak at all a, a little bit about what the concept might be without revealing too much? It'll be an American restaurant. I mean, it'll be really healthy cuisine. <laughs> you know, and I feel bad saying that because I feel like all my husband's food is pretty healthy. <laughs> okay. But, you know, if you go have that tuna foie dish or something like got a heavy sauce or, you know, certain aspects of certain meals are a little bit heavier than others, but it's going to be mostly focused around seafood, healthy wellness dishes, incredible product, really funky it's going to be a cool looking place if any of you if you guys know brent bolthouse look at his work look what he's done and you can see that that's kind of what will be there and i gotta imagine there'll be some really uh fantastic bloody marys on weekends well there better be kevin because i told my husband i'm like i saw it when i was 30 and now it's here today so (laughs) (laughs) i might leverage that 30 years yet again Maybe just, just once, time. right? Yeah, just that's once hilarious. Time. So when when is that when is that slated to open? Is there? Oh, I think it's it it did get pushed back about uh, probably eight to ten months. I think it was it was due to do in December. So I'm hoping by like we're we're hoping to be able to do at least by spring, you know, of next year to be able to kind of welcome people back in more yeah, ways than one. Exactly. Right. And the weather gets and you know the weather's not ideal right now. Right. Well. I guess I heard it was 95 degrees last night in California. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice day right now, but yes. <laughs> so I so I think that it's going to be a beautiful, you know, November, December there. But like I said, I think that building the restaurant right now, I think they're going to take their time because we can't serve, right? So that's going to, we're just going to do it right and follow the rules. And then um, hopefully, you know, by March, April would be nice. Don't worry about tomorrow. Take it for today. Please join us next time when we welcome Arsh Maktari, Geico's secret agent from the Squirrels in the Backyard commercial, and his wife Jan, who together have founded Grey Whale Gin. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening.